Welcome to episode 47 of the Sharp and the Square podcast. Matt Howe, the Square, going solo today because the Sharp, Mr. Justin Santoop, is en route. En route or en route? En route? He is on his way to Indianapolis, Indiana, where he is going to watch the Rutgers Scarlet Knights in the first round of the NCAA March Madness tournament on Friday night take on Clemson, and they're going to beat Clemson. But we're very excited for that, Uh, excited for that game. So I am solo today doing the pod, and we're going to be taking a look at the other two regions, the West and the East region. That's the left-hand side of the bracket. Uh, In our first bracket breakdown, we took a look at the South and the Midwest. We gave out some plays for that, and I'm going to be tweeting out some of our plays uh, later tonight after I post this podcast. It is Thursday. The playing games have begun. Um, So at the end, I'm going to touch on the playing games that haven't happened yet. Um later tonight, such as um, UCLA and Michigan State. I do have a play on that one. Um, But it is Thursday. Normally the tournament would start today, but due to COVID and this uh, funky way they're running the tournament this year with every game taking place in Indianapolis, they're starting on Friday. Normally today would be a national holiday um, where everyone watches all day long, but we still have some playing games today to get us through. And then tomorrow, after a year off from the March Madness tournament, we are back. But we have a lot to get into today, the west and the east sides of the bracket. I'm going to be giving a lean on every uh, side here. And then I do have some plays, um, but I'm going to break down every game with a lean. I also just did an article for 24-7 Sports. It's where I write for on a daily basis. Um, the NCAA tournament picks for all 32 games in the first round. So if you want to check out um, all of my leans for the first round, there are 32 games that are listed. You can check out every single game um, on 24-7 Sports' website. You can find that article on my Twitter, shameless plug. Uh, but it's got some good stuff on there. Um, and that's what's going to be helping me get to my leans today. So let's start in the West region. Gonzaga's the first game, but we don't have an opponent for them yet. They're either playing Norfolk State or Appalachian State. So we are going to hold off on that because there's no line. That game is, uh, there's a playing game there. So we go right to a good one, Oklahoma, Missouri. I know for a fact the Sharp, Mr. Santoop, is on Missouri here. Uh, He likes them plus one. I tend to agree. I like Missouri plus one here. You can get them at a better number. I got them at plus two yesterday. Um, You know, Oklahoma's a team that finished 0-4 down the stretch. They fell to a number nine seed. Um, Missouri has some good wins in the SEC um, and outside of the SEC. They've been they've beaten Illinois, Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, Florida, Oregon. Um, so this is a this is going to be a good one here, and it's it's basically a pick 'em. But Missouri's getting a point. Um, you can find um, you can find some better numbers shop around. See if you can get two. I have it at two. Um, both. You know, you look at the analytics on the on the, these two teams. Both uh, teams are pretty similar. Both have a similar offense. Both have a similar defense. Um, it's uh, so it's you know Oklahoma has struggled down the stretch, and that's kind of where I'm leaning Missouri here. I think they're just a grinded out SEC team that has hung around all season long. Um, so I like Missouri here plus the points. Um, Simple as that, and I know Mr. Sharp, Mr. Justin, is also on Missouri as well. So that is a sharp play as well as a play for me. Um, okay, moving down, we have the 5 versus the 12, Creighton versus UC Santa Barbara. UC Santa Barbara is a team that a lot of people are talking about heading into this tournament. 
Um, they are the 12 seed, as I said, and they are getting seven and a half points. Um, I like UC Santa Barbara plus seven, plus seven and a half. Um, they have uh, Conference Player of the Year, Jacory McLaughlin, um, and they're red hot. They're on an 18 and 0 run down the stretch here. Um, and this is a team that hustles, they force turnovers, and they shoot free throws extremely well. So they're a hustle team. They're getting seven and a half. I like their chances to keep it close with Creighton. Um, here's where this play comes in, is where UC Santa Barbara on defense is only allowing opponents to score 30.9% of their points against them from the three-point line. And that's something Creighton loves to do is shoot the three. They take a high volume of three-point shots. Um, UC Santa Barbara can defend the perimeter. They're not allowing a ton of um, you know points from outside the perimeter. They have a very slow tempo. They're going to slow things down. Despite being a hustle team, they, have, they they're going to slow the ball down. Um, they're efficient. Um, not that not that Crane isn't efficient, but they are efficient. They like I said, they force turnovers. I like their chance to keep it close here within seven, seven and a half points. Okay, next up, four versus thirteen, UVA, Virginia versus Ohio. Uh, this is a seven and a half point line, and my lean is Ohio plus seven and a half. Uh, this isn't the Virginia team of past that uh, displays stifling defenses. Ohio has a high-powered offense that I think should be able to keep up with the Cavaliers' slow attack. Um, their best player is Jason Preston. He should have his finger points all over this game. He comes in averaging 16-7-7. and um, I think Ohio is more than capable of keeping it close here in this one. And if you think of the analytics, look at the analytics here. The BART makes it a six-point line. Um, and that really has to do with, you know, Ohio's good offense and... You know, they don't have a great defense, which, you know, why I think Virginia will win the game is they're obviously more talented. They're a better team. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I think Ohio is more than capable of keeping it close. They have a big offensive rebounding advantage here. Um, they force turnovers. Uh, Virginia, although Virginia doesn't really turn the ball over much on offense, uh, they force turnovers. Virginia likes to shoot a lot of threes, and Ohio – you know, they, they defend the three-point line okay, but they tend to give up a lot of points here, so that's also a little worrisome to me. But um, I think Ohio's offense will just be able to keep up with Virginia's um, Virginia's offense here in this one and keep it within seven, seven and a half points. So that's a that's a lean. It's not a not a play, but if I had to pick a side, I like the Bobcats here in that one. Okay, next up. Kansas versus Eastern Washington. Eastern Washington is getting 10 and a half. Um, I think Eastern Washington, or Kansas rather, is going to win the game. Um, Eastern Washington is red hot. They've won 14 of 15 games, and they have five players on offense who average double-digit scoring. Um, they're a proficient three-point shooting team. They are very up-tempo. Uh, they should be able to get a lot of shots. I like them plus 10 and a half here. Um, just a lean as well. Let me take a quick look at the analytics, see if I'm missing anything. But uh, let's see what the line makes it. Bart makes it a nine-point line, so you know there might be some value there with Eastern Washington plus ten and a half. Um, you know Kansas really thrives on defense. That's really uh, where they're going to look to lock Eastern Washington up because Kansas doesn't have a very great um, offense. And Eastern Washington is middle of the road defense, but here's where they are effective on defense, and it's. Um, 
forcing opponents, uh, their effective field goal percentage on defense is, is ranked 56 in the country, which is pretty good. So they're also going to, you know, force Kansas to take tough shots. Uh, Eastern Washington, they defend the three-point line, um, high pa- high pace tempo. Um, I think they can keep it within 10 here. Um, I really do. Um, next game up down the list is going to be Oregon VCU. Oregon VCU. That's a 7-10 matchup. Um, I don't understand why this line is so high. It's five and a half. Um, VCU obviously has a not a great offense, and I think a lot of people are high on Oregon in this tournament. I think people are high on Oregon to make a run past Iowa in the second round if it gets if they get past VCU in the first. Um, so this line is five and a half, but they have a top ten defense. VCU, um, I think they can lock down Chris Duarte and Eugenio Marie. Um, uh, you know, Oregon they shoot the three well. They shoot. A top 20 clip in the country, but VCU has a 27th best three-point shooting defense, so I think that kind of, you know, cancels each other out. Five and a half, I expect the game to be close. Um, I think there's a little too much um, public love here on Oregon, um, so I'm going to take the points with VCU. That line's five, five and a half. I, I, I do like it. I, I don't know why it is so high. Um, you go to BART. Let me check the BART line on it. It's a, basically a pick on It's actually VCU is favored by a point. They have a higher ranking on BART's, uh, anal- Bart's website. They're ranked 38. Oregon's ranked 51. Um, VCU's defense is ranked number five in the country based on BART's analytics. So pretty impressive stuff there. All right, moving on to the next game. It is Iowa versus Grand Canyon. Uh, this is a large number. It's a two versus a 15. I like Iowa here, though. The number is 14 and a half that Iowa has to cover. Um, I just think, you know, they come, they, they'll come they come out, um, guns blazing, uh, make a lot of shots. Uh, they're not going to turn the ball over. Um, Grand Canyon has a def- decent defense. It's ranked just be- behind Iowa. Um, so... For Iowa to cover 14 and a half, um, you know, that's like, that's the one the one point where it's like, eh, will they be able to do it? But Grand Canyon has such a uh, piss poor offense um, where I don't think they'll be able to keep up with Iowa's, Iowa's going to get their shots. I think that's just no doubt about it. Um, so 14 and a half, I like Iowa to cover. Okay, so that is the West region breakdown um, with the spreads for all the games. There's two games that we're still waiting on. It's Gonzaga either taking on Norfolk State or Appalachian State, and USC is either going to play Wichita State or Drake. So we'll have uh, spreads on that. But let's uh, let's look down who we think will come out of this one. I think this is Gonzaga's bracket to lose. Um, obviously, they're the one seed. They're by, by far and away the best uh, team um, in this bracket, and I think they have the weakest of all two seeds in Iowa. Um, so a lot of people like Oregon over Iowa in the round of 32 if both advance in the first round. I think Iowa will make it to the Sweet 16, and I think that's where they'll get bounced by the likes of uh, Kansas. Um, so I have uh, Gonzaga coming out of this bracket. I have them playing Kansas um, in the Elite Eight. I think Kansas will be able to get it done there. Um, Gonzaga's going to have to get past... Um, I believe Creighton because I think I think I have Creighton and Virginia both to win. Um, I might have Ohio as an upset in one of those in one of my brackets, um, but I think because we've talked about Virginia being a paper tiger all year long. Um, but so I think Creighton and Gonzaga uh, will be the uh, Sweet 16 matchup, and then the Elite Eight matchup here in this region. I have Gonzaga taking on Kansas. Um, I think you know Bill Self 
gets it done with the with the, the Jayhawks and makes it to the Elite Eight. All right, so moving on to the East region here. There's also two games that we're still awaiting lines for because there's playing games today. It's Michigan will be taking on Mount St. Mary's or Texas Southern, and BYU is either taking on Michigan State or UCLA. All right, so East region, first game up, LSU versus St. Bonaventure. This one is highly contested. Uh, I think it's one of the hardest games to pick in the first round. Justin likes St. Bonaventure. He's all over the Bonnies here, and if you look at the analytics, he has a pretty good case for as to why. Uh, let me pull them up right here. Um, so the the line is an even pick em line. LSU is ranked 27, St. Bonaventure is ranked 29 on Bart's uh, website, analytics website. So basically, this comes down to LSU having a terrible defense. Um, LSU has a better offense. But St. Bonaventure can score still, and St. Bonaventure has a much better defense. They're ranked almost 100 spots higher defensive in defensive efficiency than LSU is. Um, so that's why I think a lot of uh, Justin, especially like St. Bonaventure here, especially getting the points, um, and he's been pretty good on LSU all season long. But, I mean, analytics aside, which is, you know, <laughs> not a great thing to say when you're about to give the other side. Um, I like LSU here. I just think the trio of Cameron Thomas, who's averaging 22.8, Trendon Watford, who's averaging 16.2, Javante Smart, who's averaging 15.7, I think they'll be just enough to get past St. Bonaventure. I like them. If they're going to win, I think they can cover a point and a half. Um, So I'm on LSU. Justin's on St. Bonaventure. We are head-to-head on that one. Um, I will say, though, St. Bonaventure probably is not probably is definitely is the sharp pick. Um, he's all over the Bonnies, um, and if you look at the analytics, you can see why that he likes them. Um, it does make sense, but I just think LSU um, has a little more talent on the floor than St. Bonaventure, um, and they'll be able to get it done. All right, next game up here is the 5-12. and 12. It's Colorado versus Georgetown. Um, Georgetown, you know, came into the Big East tournament with a record below 500, and then they stunned... Uh, Villanova, and then they stunned Creighton in the title game. They actually blew Creighton out. Now they have a matchup with Colorado here. Um, Colorado is, you know, a phenomenal free-throw shooting team. Um, They lost in the Pac-12 title game to Oregon State. They've been one of the best teams in the Pac-12 all season long. Um, I like Georgetown here. Give me Georgetown plus 5.5. Patrick Ewing keeps this team rolling. Um, I don't like Pac-12 teams. I've said it all season long. I just, ugh. The Pac-12 to me is like, ugh. So I think Georgetown, um, I think they'll be able to cover. I think I think they have the momentum at the right time. They're playing their best basketball at the right time. Uh, Colorado is obviously on a neutral floor. We know uh, we usually like to bet Colorado at home. So uh, give me the Hoyas here, plus five and a half. I know Justin the Sharp likes that as well. Next up, Florida State UNCG. That's UNC Greensboro. Uh, let's let's see what's the line here. What's the line here? It's ten and a half. Um, listen. Florida State is a team that is freakishly athletic. Um, they have been all season long, and they, in a lot of their wins, are double-digit wins. So I'm going to take Florida State here. Um, I like. I, I just. I think they will be able to get past UNCG. Bart makes it a th- nearly a 13-point line. Um, UNCG just doesn't have the offense to keep up with Florida State's offense, and Florida State defends as well. Um, so I think they'll be able to put the clamps on UNCG. Um, UNCG is allowing a ton of their points from the three-point line um, on defense, and guess what? Florida State's one of the top ten three-point shooting teams in the country. Um, so give me Florida State to cover the 10.5-point spread. Next up in this bracket, we have 
I lost my place here. Texas versus Abilene Christian. This one's an interesting one. Um, Texas, I think, has Final Four potential. I think I have them in the Final Four in one of my brackets. Um, I think they're going to win the game here. The line is nine. I like Abilene Christian plus nine, and here's why. Abilene Christian does two very thing does two things very well on defense that plays right into them keeping this close versus Texas. The Wildcats, that's Abilene Christian, have the number one ranked turnover defense in the country, while Texas on offense is sloppy. They're ranked number 232 in turnover percentage on offense. So Abilene Christian should be able to force a lot of turnovers here against Texas. Uh, Texas likes to shoot threes and a lot of them. Well, Abilene Christian has the 12th best three-point defense in the country. They're allowing teams to shoot just 29.1% against them. For all those reasons, I think Abilene Christian covers here. Um, Bart makes the line right at nine, so, you know, take that with what you will. Abilene Christian, they don't have a great offense, so um, if Texas gets cooking, uh, they Abilene Christian could fall behind. Uh, they're 23-4 and four on the, the year. Um, but like I said, number one ranked turnover defense and a top 15 three-point defense. Um, so this one really just plays into them coming out and playing the defensive games of their, not even the defensive game of their lives, just playing the defense that they've played all season long. Um, I mean, albeit they haven't had a challenge like Texas yet. Um, and that's probably why their numbers are high, such as good turnover defense. Um, they played in the Big 12 on a regular basis. I highly doubt they'd have the number one turnover defense in the country, let alone a top 50 turnover defense. Well, maybe top 50, but let alone a top 20. Um, so take that with what you will, but I think Abilene Christian has the ability to cover here if they, if they, you know, they come out and play good defense. They just got to get a few shots to fall. That's going to be key for them, the, keeping this one within, uh, within 10. So I have that at 9. Yes, plus 9. Um, okay, next game up. Another hard one to pick. It's a 7-10. It's UConn versus Maryland. Uh, UConn, a lot of people are high on UConn. Uh, as soon as they got James Booknight back, it really was the um, really was the, the switch that the Huskies needed to turn their season around, and he's averaging nearly 20 points a game. So he's going to be the best player on the floor. Uh, but Maryland, listen, this is a Maryland team that has battled out in the Big Ten all season long. Um, you know, they have wins over Illinois. On the road at Illinois, uh, they have wins over Wisconsin. They have beaten Purdue. They've beaten Rutgers. Um, all tournament teams. They have a close loss by Ohio State. Um, they just lost to Michigan three times. They could never get over that Michigan hump. But this is a Maryland team that has battled it out in the Big Ten. They've earned their place in the tournament for sure. And they're getting three points. I just think that's way too high of a spread. I like Maryland plus the points here all day long. Um, it's too big. It's too big. It's too big. Three points. I think Maryland is very live to win the game. Um, so for that reason, I'm definitely backing um, Maryland plus three. Bart makes it, you know, right around a three-point spread. Um, you know, UConn has a slightly better defense and a better offense. But, you know, that being said, both Maryland's up right up there, too, in those analytic analytical categories. Um yeah, so I like uh, I, I really like Maryland here. They shoot a lot of threes as well. UConn does a decent job at defending the three point line, but Maryland's going to take a lot of them. Um, so they're going to be they're going to be shots that fall for Maryland from beyond the arc. I like them to cover for sure. Okay, Alabama and Iona is the next game up. It's the last game here of the twelve games that we broke down. Um, this one is a let's see seventeen point spread. Rick Pitino back in the tournament with the Gales. Um, Iona punched their ticket. 
by winning their conference tournament. Um, listen, Alabama is a Final Four team, I think. they can. I, I really like them in this bracket to come out. Um, them and Texas, I think. I like Texas and Alabama both better than I'd like Michigan to come out of this uh, side of the bracket. That being said, I'm going to back Bama here. I'm going to lay the, the large number, 16, 17 points. Um, they they just they are a run and gun team, and you know Iona has the 190th ranked defense in the country or ranked offense. Sorry, that's that that's where the big mismatch is here. It's Iona's offense, 190. Alabama's defense, as we know, number two in the country. Um, listen, that 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 plays right into the hands of a blowout. Um, based on those numbers, so I like Alabama minus 16 and a half. I like the minus 17. I really think they'll win by 20 plus. Okay, so we broke down 12 games here between the West and the East region. And I, like I said, I think I like Gonzaga out of the West, and I like Alabama out of the East. I think one of the best games in this one should be Alabama versus Texas in the Sweet 16. That's going to be a fantastic matchup. Uh, Michigan has is going to have a tough second-round game on their hands either way, either against LSU or St. Bonaventure. I think LSU or St. Bonaventure, whoever gets out of that game, uh, has a very, very live chance of knocking off Michigan. Um, also, I think Florida State takes down Michigan here in this uh, in the Sweet 16. I think we will have 1, 2, 3, 4 in the Sweet 16. I really do like. Um, so we'll have Michigan, Florida State, and Texas, Alabama in the Sweet 16. But I am so excited for March Madness. It is nearly upon us. And, oh, we have some games tonight that we're going to get into quickly. Um, I only have one play on one game tonight, and it is... Oh, actually, I have two plays. I'm sorry. I have uh, UCLA versus Michigan State and Drake versus Wichita State. That game comes on in about half hour, Drake. Um, I like Drake to cover. Uh, whatever the number is, I like I like Drake. I think they'll be able to beat Wichita State. Um, and then I th- and I think it's a one point spread. Drake minus one. You could have got it at plus two when it came out. Uh, that would be uh, the sharp, the sharp, very sharp side. But um, Drake Wichita State I like. And then UN or excuse me, uh, Michigan State plays UCLA. Um, this one should be a great one. The winner plays BYU as the 11 seed. Um, you know Michigan State struggles to score. We know all season long, but I think they finally figured it out. I really do. I think down the stretch, Tom Enzo has finally figured it out with this Michigan State team. They're starting to score some more points. Um, they knocked off Michigan towards the end of the regular season, and I like Michigan State here. Give me the Big Ten team versus the um, versus the Pac-12 team with a chance to go to the tournament. Tom Enzo any day of the week. Um, so there, there you have it. Um, Missed my guy, Mr. Justin, today, but he is on his way, hopefully safely, to Indianapolis, driving out there with a couple of the WRSU guys. And go Rutgers, man. I can't wait. Cannot wait for games to start tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be one of the best days of the year for sure, and we've been building all season long for this tournament. And we're going to continue to kill it um, as we have all season long. Justin's had a great season. I've had a, a season that has been up and down, but overall... Uh, my best season ever betting college basketball. Um, I'm, you know, I'm I'm more than happy. I'm thrilled with how this season has turned out, and I know Justin is very thrilled as well. Um, so that being said, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Sharp and the Square. If you want to check out um, the South and Midwest podcast, it's going to be episode 46, I believe it is. It's the one before this. Um, yep, episode 46. 
that is a longer breakdown because me and Justin go back and forth on a lot of the games in the South and the Midwest region. You can hear all of our analysis there. Um, and best of luck to everyone out there and happy tournament season.